Welcome to the Expanded By Podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea. I'm a business mentor, brain rewiring certified coach, and soon to be 7D, a high energy healer. On this podcast, we're going to be talking about all things business growth, spirituality, brain rewiring, mindset, energetics, and so much more. You can connect further with me on Instagram at Expand with Chelsea and on YouTube at Expand with Chelsea. I am so excited that you're here. I hope you leave today feeling expanded by what we talk about. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited that you're here. I am so pumped to bring you part two of how to run your business like an athlete and why you need to. We went over part one in Monday's episode, so that came out on May 2nd. If you haven't checked that out yet, I would highly recommend listening to part one first and then following up with part two. We're going to be diving into the second half of the list today. It was a pretty significant episode on Monday. That was... That was something that I knew was going to be pretty in-depth, but I didn't quite know until I was finished recording. There's tons of good information in there. If you are somebody that identifies as an athlete, you've played sports before, if you even work out, like I said in part one, if you have a body and you work out, you're an athlete. Like, I think a lot of times people are afraid to put that label on themselves because they're like, oh, well, I'm not, like, competitive. I'm, like, not that good at what I do. Yeah, that that doesn't actually matter. If you work out and you feel good from working out, it's something that really improves the quality of your life. You can consider yourself an athlete. If you need that permission, I'm here to give it to you. So in part two, we're going to be diving into the second half of this list, and I really want you to start to see where this parallels inside your business. If you're a business owner, this is going to be extremely eye-opening for you, and especially if you do have that background of being an athlete, if those are your roots, that's something you feel comfortable with, like this is full on, like go into this, lean into that energy and start to run your business like an athlete. You don't have to run your business like a business owner. I think, you know, for me, when I think of business owner, for the most part, I still think of like suit and tie and it's like the dude sitting at the conference desk and those are not the type of vibes that I want inside my business. I want to run my business in a way that feels good for me, that feels like I have enough time and space to be creative, to get into flow. It's not just all about production. It's not just all about performance and we're really going to get into that today inside this episode how we actually do need to have that balance between the masculine and the feminine energy and again anytime that I talk about masculine and feminine energy this has nothing to do with gender nothing to do with sex we all house both of these energies inside of us typically we have a core energy for me I have a feminine core so I'm naturally supposed to be in that flowy creative state the state that's more cyclical and, you know, society and hustle culture and everything around us tells us that we always need to be productive, we always need to be producing, we always need to be doing things in order to be getting better and to improve. And while that's great, if you are somebody that has that feminine core, that is going to feel unsustainable for you. And I'm not saying because of that you can't achieve, you can't do these amazing things. It's trying to find a balance. It's allowing yourself to actually come back to your core state, your core energy, and thrive from that place. Both sides can be extremely, extremely successful, but it's when we're trying to be something that we're not, just because we kind of feel all this external pressure, that's where we really start to run into problems. So 
Before we go into today's episode, let's do some updates. If you're listening to this on the day that it comes out, the 5th of May, happy Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> I have a really exciting offer for you. So my birthday is actually next Tuesday on the 10th of May, and I am doing a 31% off sale because I'm turning 31, <laughs> which feels really old, but I know it's not. I'm just trying to reframe and thought shift around my age. You know, it's when you're younger, you just kind of never expect to like I mean, you do expect to get older, but then when you get there, you're like, oh, this isn't actually that old. When I was like 15, I thought 30 was like ancient at that point. So it's just kind of readjusting everything that you used to think and getting, you know, used to your new normal. So I'm hosting a sale 31% off of high energy healing sessions, the three pack, which dramatically brings the price of each session down. Each of these sessions can last around six weeks to two months. So this could potentially be six months of energy healing for you for a crazy, crazy good price. With energy healing, I typically recommend that people set their intentions before coming in for their sessions. So your intentions could look like balancing your energy body, balancing your chakras, moving through or releasing any emotional blocks. If you want to receive any intuitive guidance from your higher self, from your spirit guides, your spirit team, if you want to connect with any past lives, if you want to meet or work with your spirit guides and spirit team, that can be a really powerful experience. Maybe you're wanting to do some cord cutting from certain people, situations that you know are not for your highest or best. They're not in alignment with where it is that you want to go and you need help releasing some of that. Energy healing can be incredibly beneficial for so many things. I feel like for myself, I, I tried to go the strategy route for so long, both in my athletic performance and in my business, and it only gets you so far. It's like only trying to work on the physical side of things and then totally neglecting everything else. And for me, I just ran into the same blocks over and over and over again until I started incorporating energy healing. And then finally, they were more permanent shifts. So if you are interested in energy healing, I will put more information in the show notes. I've had so many amazing testimonials so far. I absolutely love, love, love giving these sessions. It's such a beautiful healing and supportive energy where you can really just relax, rejuvenate, and step into that higher version of yourself and really calibrate to the things that you are wanting to call into your life. If you are a business owner or you want to become one, I've got really exciting news. So this is either going to come out next week or the week after, but I am relaunching, completely revamping, redoing my signature business accelerator course, Ignite. This is going to be Ignite Rekindled. It's like the 2.0 version. It's going to be so freaking good. I've been having so many downloads lately of things that I need to add into this program, things that need to change. In the last almost three years of running my business, I have learned so much and I knew that I wanted to update this course about a couple months ago so I stopped all sales going to it and it is time it's time for it to come back into the world because I know that there are so many people who are either just starting out or they haven't started their businesses yet and they are completely overwhelmed they're confused they don't know who to listen to they don't know what steps to take this is going to be your step-by-step roadmap to how to grow your business to six figures and beyond I'm going to lay everything out for you. Every single thing that I did to grow a multiple six-figure business as a climbing coach and then pivoting into business mentoring and still keeping up that same amount of income and more. I'm going to teach you everything that you need to know in order to get your business off the ground and running so that you can start producing revenue and growing your business, growing your reach, growing your impact, growing your visibility. Really exciting. So I'm going to be hosting a 50% off sale. 50% off. 
So if you purchase this program before the revamped edition comes out, absolutely you'll get access to the revamped version once it's done. But if you're wanting a head start and you're like, okay, I can't freaking wait and I definitely want to take advantage of this deal, then you can get started on the material right away. And as soon as the new course comes out, hopefully late May, early June, then you'll have access to all of the new and additional material as well. So stay tuned for more details about that. I will put the link to learn more about Ignite in the show notes. Again, this is my signature business accelerator course. Everything that you need to know in order to grow your online business to six figures and beyond. I cannot wait. And every time I say and beyond, I feel like Buzz Lightyear from Toy Story. <laughs> so I just wanted to, to really point that out there that that is not lost on me. So if you're thinking of Toy Story, I'm right there with you. Alrighty, let's jump into today's episode. We've got how to run your business like an athlete part two and why you need to. I mean, I think that there's so many lessons that we can learn from the way that athletes approach and do things that we can really take into running a business and use those as parallels, use those as mirrors. And, you know, honestly, I think that the more that you dive into this, I really think when business owners can relate pretty much anything that happens in their lives to something that they're working on, like when they can make those connection points and share those stories, that's when I see people be really successful. So for me, you know, something, a conversation that I might have with somebody, if I can then relate that somehow to business mentoring and business coaching and share that with my audience and say, hey, I was having this conversation with somebody and maybe they, I noticed that they were dipping into scarcity mindset. We talked about that. And then I realized, wow, a lot of people really struggle with it. And then I bring that conversation to my audience like that right there, that is what tends to make a really great business owner. So keep an open mind during this, start to see the connection points between, you know, even if you're not necessarily identifying as an athlete, really keep an open mind about this. I'm going to run through a quick recap of numbers 10 through 6. So athletes, they set big audacious goals. Like they're not playing small. I gave the example of Michael Phelps, the most decorated Olympian of all times. It didn't exist until he created it. So where are you settling? Where are you playing too small? Where are you not asking for more? Number nine is they train. Every single session that they go into, it's intentional, it's for a purpose, they're giving it their all, and they are learning, they are growing. This is exactly like every single time that you sit down to work, you're training. That's all you're doing. You're practicing, you're trying to get better at your craft, at your sport. Number eight, they progressively overload their training and they measure their progress. So the first time that you do an exercise, the first time that you, let's say, for example, put yourself out there on Instagram stories, it's probably not going to feel very good. It's going to feel uncomfortable. You're going to be like, oh, wow, really didn't like that. But then the more that you do it, the more that you get used to it. So if you never add any new stimulus, any new challenges, if you don't challenge yourself to get outside of your comfort zone after that, all you're going to do is remain the same and exactly where you're at. Another side of that is measuring your progress. So how can you, you know, besides having those financial and those income goals, how can you start to measure your progress inside your business? What are those factors that are really important to you? Is it measured by the number of hours that you're working? Maybe you're trying to reduce that. Maybe you're trying to give yourself even more free time. So finding other ways to measure success and measure your progress. Number seven is they have different phases in their training season. This allows 
for us to adjust the intensity, the volume, the frequency, the rest periods. It's building in those rest periods and making sure that you're not just going ham all the time. I mean, if an athlete is going 3000% every single training session and they have a high volume, so they're doing a lot of things, it's also at a really high intensity and they're doing it every single day. So a lot of frequency, they're going to burn out. They're going to get injured. It's not sustainable. And it's the same exact way inside your business. If you're always going hard, 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 you're always launching, you're always doing things and you're kind of trying to like burn the candle at all ends and you're firing on all cylinders constantly, that is not going to be sustainable. So take a cue from the athlete's book and start to build in those different phases. Start to play with those dials of intensity, volume, and frequency and see if you feel better. Number six is they find the minimum effective dose. This is a really key one because when, as business owners, there are no shortage of things that we can add to our plate. It's like, honestly, like Medusa. You cross one thing off and like seven more things pop up and you're like, oh, okay, my to-do list is actually never ending. And it's, you know, something that if you tend to lean towards overworking is going to be maybe difficult for you to overcome to start to pare down on some of these things that you're doing, all these things that you're piling on your plate that you don't really need. It's like going to the buffet and like your eyes are bigger than your stomach and you put every single thing on your plate and then you sit down and you're like, there's no way I can eat all this. Like all those extra things that we've added to our to-do list, a lot of them probably don't need to be done. We're just telling ourselves that they do need to be done so that we feel a little bit better about things. We feel like we're moving the needle forward, but unless you've actually gone through and done a time audit and seen, okay, this is the activity that I do and it brings me this amount of revenue or this amount of clients or it moves my business forward in this way, unless you've done that, it's probably not as productive as you're telling yourself that it is. So if you have loved this series so far, be sure to tag me on Instagram. I would really love to hear if this is resonating with you, what you're taking from these episodes. This has honestly been one of my favorite things that I've ever put onto the podcast. I'm so proud of these episodes. I cannot wait to dive into the rest of these five things that athletes do. So make sure you let me know that you're loving this. If you want more content like this, I'm happy to produce that. All right, number five, athletes, they prioritize and they set boundaries. They put themselves first. Athletes are constantly prioritizing their training, their physical body, their performance so that they can continue to get better and better at their sport. They do what they have to do in order to improve. That means setting boundaries around sleep, around social time, around their physical and mental exertion. This means putting themselves first. If they don't put themselves first, who is going to? You're an adult at this point. You know, it's not like if we choose to go to bed consistently late and we aren't getting enough sleep, somebody's going to come in and be like, hey, you need to go to bed earlier. Like, it's on them. Like, they've got to do the work. We've got to do the work. And for athletes, you know, if they stay out all night partying, they don't get sleep, they're not going to do well the next day. It's that simple. It's the same exact way in your business. If you are staying up late, you're trying to work late, and then that's causing you to not get very good sleep because you're pretty much staring at blue light right up until you go to bed. We know that that affects sleep in a negative way. And then you're waking up and you're pretty much just trying to do that all over again. That is absolutely going to take a toll on your mental and your physical health. If you don't put yourself first, who is going to? This is really similar to who is going to brag about you if you don't. Like you have to put yourself and your business first, especially when you are in those growing stages. You know, there's going to be people that are going to try to distract you, maybe not on purpose, but you know, there aren't going to be people that believe in your vision and your goals as much as you do. And that's okay. You know, sometimes people might be like, hey, how's that little business going? And you're like, yeah, 
it's it's actually a multi six figure business. Thanks for asking about my hobbies. But there's going to come to this point where you have to start setting those boundaries or you're going to realize that things aren't moving forward. And the more boundaries that you have protecting your time, who has access to you, your mental energy, what you are willing to tolerate, what you aren't willing to tolerate, the better things are going to be inside your business. So think of an athlete and how much that they prioritize themselves, their performance, and start to take on that mentality as a business owner. Not everybody deserves to have access to you. Not everybody needs a reply within 24 minutes. Like, you can absolutely set those boundaries inside your business and you will be far better off for it. So if you can't put yourself first, how do you think your business is going to feel? Like your business, it has its own consciousness. And if your business is like, well, you're not even like prioritizing me. Is this actually really important for you? How hard is your business going to want to work for that? Probably not very hard. Your business, it's an extension of you. It's a reflection of you. So if you're suffering, if you're not putting yourself first, you're also not putting your business first. And there's a reason so many high-level CEOs put so much focus on their physical health. They do things like biohacking. They make sure that they're getting enough sleep. They hire support teams. They make sure that a limited amount of people have access to them, to their time, to their energy. They are very specific around when they will work and when they won't work. I think that this is really important to have a specific cut off time inside your business, whether this is 5 p.m., maybe it's 4 p.m. For me, it's around 6 or 7 just because I start my day a little bit later. I tend to start my day around 1 p.m. So making sure that I'm keeping that working window relatively short because I know for me, the more that I work at night, the more that I wake up and I'm like, I don't really feel good. I don't have energy. I don't want to do anything. Even if I'm really excited about what it is that I do, if I'm not getting enough sleep, like nothing, nothing sounds that appealing except sleeping more. Let's move into number four. This is actually a really great segue. Athletes rest. If you take nothing else from this, just understand this one, that rest is so crucial. Rest is so crucial, and I can't stress it enough. We do not build muscle. We do not get stronger while we are working out or training. It is only when we rest. It's the exact same thing inside your business. You can be going, 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 doing all the things, but it isn't until you actually slow down and step into receiving mode that you're going to allow the fruits of your labor to come in. So building in rest periods daily, weekly, and monthly. So daily, even if an athlete is doing a two-a-day training session, they're still taking rest between the sessions. So asking yourself as a business owner, when are my working times? Do I have a shutdown time at night? Having a hard stop? Because again, it's that to-do list, you know? Like, you can get into overworking, I think, as a business owner very, very easily because that to-do list doesn't have an end. And it's learning to trust that everything that you've done in a day is enough. I am enough. That's essentially what you're saying. Because when you're adding more and more and more things, you're telling yourself that in order to be successful, I have to do more. And at a certain point in time, like you just don't have more hours in the day. So challenge yourself to do more to find that minimum effective dose. Building in rest periods weekly, this looks like what days do you take off inside your business? Is it the weekends? Is it a day during the week? Most athletes, when you're looking at their training, they take at least two full rest days a week. And it's remembering that you can also adjust those dials of frequency, volume, and intensity, but building in those rest periods. I know a lot of business owners that work Monday through Sunday, every single day of the week, they're doing at least something. And wouldn't it actually just be a little bit better if you could take full rest days and this might actually bring your creativity and that spark back? It might actually make you more excited to dive into what you're doing. 
monthly building and rest looks like lighter phases, having rest week, taking time off, going on vacation. Some weeks can be heavier, but that means that other weeks need to be lighter to balance it out. If you're starting to feel like, wow, I'm getting a little bit resentful, I'm a little bit bitter, I'm frustrated with where I'm at in my business, if you're hitting a plateau, these are all signs that you need to be resting more. Even athletes need downtime in order to recover. So this really, really matters in your business because unless you want a one-way ticket to burnout town, I don't think anybody really wants that, rest is crucial. This is getting into your feminine energy. This is receiving. This is creativity, flow. Think of it like the balance to the masculine energy where the masculine energy is very much logical. It's planning. It's strategy. It's linear progress. But if that's not your core energy, then it's going to be and feel unsustainable. And even those with a masculine core, they need to step into and embody that feminine energy, the cyclical nature, the nurturing, and being able to be extremely creative. It's leaning into trust and surrender. What if it could actually be easier than you could ever imagine? What if you let it be easy? What if you let go of all those stories that you've been telling yourself that it needs to be hard, that you need to struggle, that it needs to feel difficult in order for you to feel like you've earned it? What if we let go of those stories? What if they didn't have to be true? This is re-examining what you have on your plate. I cannot say this enough. Hustle culture, it tells you that there are no days off. (laughs) It's that no days off mentality. But in fact, we do need days off. We need rest days for our physical health, for our mental health, for rejuvenating our spirit and our soul. You can actually start to practice this if this is something that you struggle with by doing nothing for 30 minutes a day. Yep, get out your calendar, write down, okay, for this 30-minute time slot, I am going to lay on my bed. And I am going to let whatever thoughts come into my mind. And I'm just going to lay there for 30 minutes. And if 30 minutes seems way too long, then this is definitely an exercise that you need to do. I bet you'll get a ton of downloads. You'll get a ton of inspiration. Not that you're going into the session with it, but it's because you're giving yourself the mental clarity and white space. There are so many high-level business owners that literally schedule in time to think. That's it. All they do is think because they know that that's going to move the needle forward for them more than anything. And I think a lot of the times, you know, yes, we could absolutely fill that space with meditation, but is that just another thing that you're trying to check off of your productivity list in order to feel like you're moving the needle forward? I think a lot of business owners actually avoid trying to spend time in their head. I think a lot of humans do this just in general. They're like, oh my God, I don't like being in my head. It's not a fun place to be. And I think that if you feel that way, that this is an even bigger invitation to lean into building out rest. Because if you are trying to avoid the thoughts in your head, you don't like what's going on up there. How can you like or enjoy anything that's being created or produced from your mind? Like you've got to be able to spend time with yourself and building in those big rest periods is a really great way to do that. No distractions, nothing, you know, on the TV, no podcasts, no other people. It's like going on a walk without your cell phone. Like just give yourself that white space and I promise you're going to start to see really big things shift and change inside your business. Number three is athletes. They work on their mindset absolutely this is so crucial. I mean, okay, so athletes, let's let's take climbing as an example here. Literally, you are not going to be able to do much of anything without your mindset in place. You're going to get like two feet off the ground. If you don't work on your mindset and you're not pushing past your comfort zone, past your fear regularly, where do you expect to, to end up? I mean, this is essentially fixed mindset. This is not growth mindset. This is saying that, you know what, the person I, that I am right now, this is the only way that I'm ever going 
going to be. And that's not true. We can work on and develop all of these skill sets. So when I say that running a business is 99% mental, absolutely, absolutely. Your beliefs about yourself, what you're capable of, what you deserve, and your beliefs about the world, the way that things should be, the way that you think things should be, are going to create the physical reality that you're living in. So if you're never doing some investigative digging around work in your mind, how do you know what you believe? How do you know who you are at your core if you don't spend that time getting to know yourself? Here are some of the different things that athletes work on that I think business owners can really take a page from their book. So things like growth mindset, like I just mentioned, if you don't have growth mindset, you don't have much to work off of. I can pretty much bet that if you're listening to this, you probably do have a growth mindset. You're interested in personal development. You believe that all of your skill sets can be developed. They're not just innate. The gifts that you were born with, you're not just relying on those. You're saying, hey, you know what? I'm resourceful and resilient and I can work on that. I can gain any skill set that I want. I can create any reality that I want. I just need to put the effort in. And this isn't to say the more effort, the better you're going to get at it. Remember, it's that law of diminishing returns. The more that we work on something, the less gains that we'll see the longer that we work on it. It's saying that, you know what? I believe in myself and I trust in myself that I can figure it out, that I don't just have to rely on what I was born with, that I have the ability to grow and to learn athletes work a lot on improving their self-talk. It's talking to yourself like you would a loved one. And if you think that you suck or you are super hard on yourself, this is dramatically going to affect the quality of your session or the work that you're putting out. If you are constantly telling yourself that you're not good at something, I have a client and we were recently talking about how she feels like she's just not good at copywriting. And copywriting is anytime that you're putting out content, you know, whether that's in an email or an Instagram post, it's the words that you're using. She was like, yeah, I just don't really feel like I'm good at that. I don't feel like I'm a good writer. And I was asking her, well, how does it make you feel then to then go put out a post? What are those feelings stirring up inside you? And she's like, well, I just, I feel icky. I don't feel like I'm putting out my best work. I feel like people are going to nitpick it. They're going to tear it apart. And we had a really long discussion about this. And we actually just started to figure out that for her, it was that negative self-talk that was causing a lot of this, that those stories were created because she didn't feel like she had a lot of confidence in this area. So working to improve that that self-talk and telling her, you know what, I'm learning how to do this thing. It's okay for me to make mistakes. Again, it's that growth mindset. We're learning, we're growing. Where I'm at right now isn't where I'm going to be at forever. Another important thing that athletes work on in their mindset is developing a relationship with failure. And I put failure in quotes because I think that with failure, it's not necessarily that like, wow, you did that. You fucked up. You made a mistake. It's how can we learn from this? How can we do things differently next time? That's growth mindset. It's developing a relationship also with success. More often than not, it's people actually struggling with being afraid of their own success because how is it going to change things if I do this thing? Is it going to be sustainable? Do I deserve this. It's imposter syndrome. So it's developing those relationships because along the road, there will be failures. If you choose to see it that way, how are you going to deal with it? Are you going to let yourself spiral? Are you just going to be really hard on yourself? Does it feel good to be hard on yourself? I bet that it doesn't. It's remembering that, you know what, this is all part of the human experience. This is all part of the human journey. We just don't have it all figured out yet. And it is up to us to figure it out. 
Right now I'm reading Women Who Run With the Wolves, and this is actually just reminding me of a really good example. One of the stories that they have in there is of this skeleton woman. And a fisherman goes out and he snags the skeleton woman. She's in the bottom of the sea. He pulls her up and she's like chasing along behind him because she's caught in his line. And his job at the end of it is to untangle the skeleton woman and to have the courage to do so because she's all gnarled and <laughs> she's just a, a pile of tangled bones. And because of that, because he spent the time to untangle it, he reaps the reward and she turns into a human and they have this beautiful relationship. It's the question of, can we have the courage to untangle the bones? Can we have the courage to untangle what it is in our minds? All of the stories that we're telling ourselves, all of the patterns and the habits that we have that aren't serving us, that aren't bringing us closer to what it is that we want. Athletes also work really hard on visualization, which I would also call this manifestation. I think that they can be one in the same. They are seeing their success or feeling their success before it's here in their physical reality. It's tuning into your senses. What do you see? What do you smell? What do you taste? What can you touch? What can you feel before it's in your current reality? It's thinking of what do I want my reality to look like? And the visualization piece is actually bridging that gap to what you want and what you have. It's figuring out what do you actually want. Because if you don't know what you actually want, it's going to feel really difficult to then visualize and manifest it in. Athletes spend a lot of time visualizing what their performance is going to look like. You know, I can definitely speak to this as a climber. I spend a lot of time, a lot of time in my head thinking about, okay, here's what I look like climbing this specific route. Here's what all these holds are going to feel like. Here's what it's going to feel like when I accomplish this. I can feel the happiness in my body, the smile on my face, the breeze, the sunshine coming down, the smell of pine. I can absolutely see every single detail of that and spending more time in that state is going to bridge that gap and that is going to happen so much faster. I'm actually bringing that into my reality. Athletes also practice thought shifting. So they are developing this relationship with success, with failure, and they're understanding that everything is an opportunity. Everything is a lesson. Things aren't happening to them. They're not stuck in victim mindset. They're saying, okay, this happened for me. What is the for? What's the opportunity here? What was this trying to teach me? And as a business owner, this is so incredibly important because if you are constantly thinking that the world is out to get you, that people want you to fail, that nobody wants to buy your offers, of course you're going to shrink back. You're not going to put yourself out there. You're going to feel like that salmon trying to swim upstream, like everything is so difficult all the time. So how can we start to shift that mindset and start to see the beauty and wow, okay, I, I might have perceived that thing as negative or bad, but here's how it was actually for me because of here is what this created on the other side. Here's what this built up in me as a skill set. Because that happened, I'm so much more resilient. Because that happened, I'm able to set boundaries. I'm able to speak up for myself now. Another thing that athletes really have going for them is building up their resiliency. How much capacity do you have to tolerate things in life like failures, mistakes, setbacks, obstacles, disappointment? There are so many things that are going to come your way as an athlete or a business owner that you need to be able to have these mental tools in order to overcome them. Yes, it's okay to take a break. Yes, it's okay to rest, but you always have to get back up again. And how fast you get back up is really going to be dependent on where your mindset is at. Athletes also work on things like inner child healing. I think that there's this massive, holy shit, okay, there's this massive relationship between performing as an athlete performing as a business owner, 
and trying to prove your self-worth. I think that this is a really big one for a lot of people, myself included. I just think, oh, the better I perform at this sport or the more that I prove myself as a worthy business owner, the more that I'm going to receive love from those around me. And I know that that's not true, but that is the pattern on which I'm operating based off of what I received in childhood, the level of care, the conditioning, what was modeled to me. I created the story in my head that I needed to be extremely successful at all of these things that I do in order to be worthy of love. So really examining who are you running your business for? Is it to try to prove to someone? Is it to try to convince people that you are deserving and worthy of that love? That because you were able to do this thing, then you can receive. No, no, no. That's not the way that it works. We do not need to do things in order to be worthy and deserving of love. We get to be exactly who we are. Everything on top of that is just the bonus on top of everything else. So there's going to be a lot coming up for you probably when you start to step into inner child healing and realizing, whoa, all of these narratives that I have, okay, these are based off of when I was five years old, seven years old, and it's time for me to actually go back in, speak to those versions of myself and tell them, it's okay, I'm here now. We didn't have those tools back then, but we do now and it's going to be okay. We are going to work together to rewrite this story so that we don't keep replaying out those same patterns. Because running your business and trying to prove your worth to somebody else is a very shallow pool to draw from. That's not sustainable. It's not a solid foundation. You've got to shift it to where you're doing it for you. You're doing it for the mission. You're doing it because you want to, not because you feel like you have to. Athletes also work on shadow work. So it's diving into those parts of your personality, those parts of yourself, those aspects that you don't really like and understanding yourself on a deep level. We cannot heal those aspects, those personality traits, until we recognize them, and only then can you start to work on and develop them. So this could look like things like jealousy. This could look like the comparison trap. This could look like really negative self-talk. Why are you so hard on yourself? Are you also hard on other people? This could look like perfectionism. Shadow work can be really, really beneficial for getting to know yourself and starting to give yourself more compassion and integrating these aspects of ourselves that we've tried to push away from for so long. Trauma healing is also a really big one because your trauma response and the response that you have to different events that might have happened in your lifetime, whether that's a big T trauma, a little T trauma, they will be triggered at some point. And if you haven't worked through these things, it's probably going to feel really difficult to move past. I think developing the skills to support yourself through these times is extremely important. With being a business owner, this really is your your biggest step into a self-development journey that you could ever take. I mean, it's like this massive growth and learning experience about yourself on this deep level. And, you know, if you haven't faced or dealt with the trauma that you're holding on to, it probably will pop up at some point and it's going to feel really difficult to move through it. So this is my plug for finding a therapist that you really like and being supported and allowing yourself to be supported in that way. I recently started up therapy again and I cannot say how useful that this has been. It really gives me this outside perspective on things and it allows me to be challenged as well the way that I think and the way that I approach things. And it's just really been this amazing experience to deal with some of the things that have really happened in my past that maybe I haven't fully processed or I've wanted to just sweep under the rug and pretend like they didn't happen and that they aren't affecting me. 
this is me speaking from my personal experience, absolutely those things affect me. You know, anytime that this situation gets a little bit high stress, these things pop right back up and I feel like I'm just right back in the moment from when they happened. So it's really nice to be able to talk with somebody and develop these tools so that in the future I can start to lessen these responses that I'm having. Other things that athletes work on is letting it go. Sometimes there's just literally nothing more that you can do. You know, maybe it's it was raining one day when you had your competition. Maybe it was cold. Maybe you got sick. Sometimes there's just nothing else that you can do, and that's okay. It's like sometimes you get the timing of your launch wrong as a business owner, and there's not much more that you could have done. You just do it differently next time. That's all it is. It's releasing. It's surrendering. It's trusting that things are going to work out the way that they need to. Not always the way that you want it to, but the way that it needs to. Athletes also rewire their brains. Holy shit, I cannot say how important this is. So I really like to think of therapy as being super beneficial for dealing with past trauma, being able to move through a lot of the events and situations that might have happened that are really affecting you. And brain rewiring is forward thinking. So we have these negative brain pathways, things like the comparison trap, perfectionism, believing that you don't deserve things, that you have low self-worth, low self-confidence, and rewiring those patterns for the future so that they're not continuing to create your reality because whatever it is that you think is creating the reality that you're currently in and if you're continuing those thought patterns it's going to keep bringing in those same types of experience until you start to heal on and work and move past those this can also be really helpful for moving out of scarcity mindset feeling like if other people achieve that there's less for you somehow thinking when is it ever going to be my turn i put in so much hard work and i don't see the results from it comparing yourself to other people comparing your step one to their step 15 and thinking you know why am i not farther along in my journey and just getting really down on yourself this is something that athletes work on all the time, is staying in their own lane, putting their blinders on. I suggest to all of my business coaching clients, like, you got to put your blinders on. You got to mute people. If you're comparing yourself to other people, you find that you're using social media and you're not actually feeling better after it. Like, it's time to set those boundaries. It's time to prioritize yourself. It's truly time to put yourself first. Other things that athletes focus on, and this is a really important one, is focusing on process goals as well as outcome goals. Do you enjoy the journey as much as you enjoy the destination? Because if you hate the journey, if you hate every single day of training, if you hate every single day that you're sitting down at your computer to work and doing client work, if you don't like that, I mean, what's the point of any of it? Like you just are living your life for a fraction of a period of time where you get to compete or you get to really do that thing that you want inside of your business. Like, definitely not. We don't have to settle for that. We can actually have it all. We can have, you know, a day-to-day -day life that we really love, we really enjoy, and then those bigger moments that we also really get to enjoy. So as a business owner, it is incredibly important to be working on your mindset. If you're not working on your mindset, it's kind of like trying to, like, run from a tiger all the time, and there's just no safety, and you're just, like, out in the open. You're running hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of miles, and you're just, like, hoping that this tiger doesn't catch you. You're gonna get tired at some point. But working on your mindset will help you to develop the tools that you need in order to make friends with the tiger. And I know that that's a really like dramatic example. But if you can actually give yourself time to work on mindset, like I truly believe that mindset work needs to be built in as part of your workday. It's not in addition to, remember, we're not just adding more, more, more. We are working it into what you're doing already 
so that the strategy side of things can actually go that much further. And at the very, very least, I recommend brain rewiring for every single business owner. This is dramatically going to help you with your money mindset, moving out of scarcity into abundance. It will help you really see your self-worth and step into that, step into that as a business owner, as somebody that deserves to have the things that they want. It will help you start to notice where you're self-sabotaging, where you are not in your highest alignment. It will help you start to realize what you do need to release and let go of. It will help you shift into those higher vibration emotions like love, joy, gratitude, happiness, and release a lot more of the frustration, the anger, the bitterness, the resentment, the guilt, the shame, all of those things that we are pretty much trying to run from on a daily basis. I cannot recommend brain rewiring enough. So if you want to learn more about my self-paced program that will teach you to rewire your brain synergy, you can learn more in the show notes. And I know that you're going to see dramatic improvements, not only in running your business, but also in your athletic performance from going through the rewiring process. It has changed my life in absolutely every single way. I'm thankful for it every single morning. Every single morning when I get up and I'm like, thank God my brain is not what it used to be before I went through this process. Thank God I have moved past all of those stories, all of those negative patterns that I had that I was telling myself that I needed to live with because I've created a much better reality for myself. I've created the life that I actually want to be living after going through brain rewiring. If you are somebody who menstruates and have been experiencing cramping, bloating, headaches, fatigue, energy crashes from your period, I've got a solution for you. (laughs) This is something that I've been dealing with for pretty much half my life at this point, ever since getting my first cycle when I was 14. This is something that I've spent a lot of time paying attention to, balancing my hormones, and making sure that I am supporting my body fully so that I can have more easeful periods. I mean, let's be really honest. Who wants to spend a day or multiple days out of the month not feeling good? No, not here for it. So I knew that I needed to find something to help support me when my hormones weren't getting the love that they needed. As awesome as it would be to do everything perfectly all the time, getting to sleep on time, eating only whole foods, eating organic, making sure my stress levels are balanced. Sometimes it just doesn't happen. So I need a little additional support. And this is why I'm so glad to have found Ned and their balance formula. This is their full spectrum hemp oil, but it's specifically designed to help support hormone balance, which is key for having easy periods. For me, I actually got an IUD, a copper one inserted back in August of 2021, and my periods haven't been quite the same since. They have been a lot more painful, a lot heavier, and a bigger pain in the ass. So I knew that I needed to get back on track, and I've been so, so happy because Ned has actually improved my periods tenfold since I've started to be really consistent with it. All I do is I take a dropper in the morning, and this is also when I repeat my affirmation to myself, reminding me I use it as a trigger to implement the other habit of affirmations and gazing at myself in the mirror, solidifying these to myself. I use that as a trigger to start this other habit. I take one mouthful at night, again, repeating those same affirmations. And in the last two months, I have gone from 
around four days out of the month being pretty much out of commission to now I barely notice when my cycle starts. I mean, minus the fact that it's like visually very obvious, but I don't have as much cramping. My energy and my mood don't dip. I'm not awful to be around. So I've been really, really thankful for Ned and the fact that there is something that can actually make a big difference in your hormones. So let's talk a little bit about what makes Ned different than other CBD or full-spectrum hemp oils. And the first thing is that it is a full-spectrum hemp oil. It doesn't just have the lab-isolated CBD. In order to get the full effects of hemp, we actually do need to use them in their full spectrum format. They work synergistically. Ned also adds ingredients like black seed oil, milky oats, oat straw, evening primrose oil, and red raspberry leaf, among other ingredients to help support a healthy, easeful cycle. So just because, and I really want to point this out because for the longest time I thought struggling and suffering with my, my period was totally normal. And just because it's common does not mean it's normal. Just need to point that out. You do not need to struggle with this. I would absolutely recommend trying out Ned's Balance Formula. If you are somebody that's interested in getting your hormones in track, making sure that you are supporting your body in the best way possible. You can try out this Ned Balance Blend and get 15% off using the code EXPAND. I have this product on auto ship. I cannot run out of this. It's not an option. <laughs> I absolutely adore this product and I know that you are going to love it as well. If you try it out, be sure to tag me in your stories. I can't wait to see what you got in your order. Moving on to number two, athletes, they come back to the basics and they reconnect with what they do. They reconnect with their mission. So this is similar to finding the minimum effective dose, cutting out all the extra, giving yourself permission to release what isn't actually helping you reach your goals. And the more that we train and work out, sometimes it's easy to lose sight of why we started doing it in the first place. Maybe we just have a love of movement, a love of feeling free, a love for pushing and challenging ourselves and seeing what we're really capable of. It's the same thing inside your business. Sometimes we add so many tasks onto our plate that we forget why are we even doing this in the first place? And I think that this can be a really powerful exercise is just sitting down and writing out your mission statement. I have my clients do this and I personally do this. I write out a mission statement for myself in general and then for every single offer that I go to put out so that I remain connected to the mission throughout the entire launch so that I can come back to that when I'm feeling down, when I'm feeling tired, when I'm feeling like, what is the point of all of this? Because those moments do come up. Absolutely. And that is an opportunity for you to reconnect and anchor back into your why. I know that it sounds really cheesy, but getting clear on why you do what you do. This can be super, super helpful. If you lose sight of that, then everything that you're doing 
becomes that disconnected energy. So whether that means that you need to take a check-in period of time in the mornings, for me, this has looked like speaking with the consciousness of my business. I go in and I talk to her every single day. I ask, what's in store for today? What do I need to know? Is there anything that I'm missing or overlooking? What opportunities should we lean into? What needs to be released? What am I doing extra that I don't actually need to be doing? What is the plan for today? What's the plan for the next couple of weeks? What are you excited about what needs to be put out into the world? Because when you remain anchored in to the mission, when you remain anchored into your why, everything that you create that is amplified even further with that energy. That is the energy that you want people to feel. All right, moving on to number one. This one is so, so important. Think of the high-level athletes and then think of all the people that support those athletes. They hire support and they have teams. Athletes hire coaches. I mean, can you think of a high-level athlete that doesn't have a coach? There really aren't many out there. They have mentors, they have mindset coaches, nutritionists, massage therapists, physical therapists, agents to handle the business side of their career, sports psychologists, therapists, and so much more. They have an entire team of support because their job is to focus on the physical performance. Everything else, they're probably not an expert in, so it's best to outsource that. Athletes spending their time looking up the best nutrition strategies for themselves, that's probably not the best use of their time. They could probably do a lot better in their sport and performing if they actually just focused on resting when they're not training, fully resting, not doing this half in, half out. Okay, I'm going to kind of try to do some of these tasks because it makes me feel productive, when in reality, it's still using brain power and you're never recovering back to 100%. It's like digging yourself into a hole. And I really think that this is a good analogy. So let's say, for example, you start out at 100% of your capacity. You then go into a training session or a work day, and that reduces your capacity down to 50%. Okay, now you're at this 50% mark, and you go into your next work day, and you've maybe only recovered back up to 70%. Okay, well, maybe that takes another 50% from you for the next day, and then you're down to 20%. And then maybe you only recover back up to 40 and so on. So if you never actually give yourself enough time to rest and recover, how do you ever expect to operate at 100% capacity. If you just keep digging that hole, digging that hole, that's again where we have to remember that those dials of intensity, volume, frequency, they all really matter because you have to let yourself recover fully. And we are not designed as humans to do it all alone. We are not designed to do it all by ourselves. That right there is scarcity mindset. That's thinking that you have to do it all by yourself, that you know best. That's thinking that nobody could do it better than you. Nobody could possibly support you in the way that you want or desire to be supported in. And this is a lack of trust in yourself. This is a lack of trusting other people. That's a reflection of the capacity that you have to trust in yourself and the decisions that you've made. Because when you fully trust yourself, yourself, you fully trust that you deserve to be supported and you go into that energy when you reach out to other people. You allow them to support you more fully because you know at your core you deserve to be supported. So this really shows up a lot with business owners. They're trying to DIY it. They're trying to do it all alone. This is where you're going to run up against a lot of obstacles. Things are going to feel stuck. You're going to plateau examining who taught me that I have to do everything by myself. Where was I modeled that? 
Where has that been conditioned into me? Where did I start losing trust in other people? For me, when I look at my experience as an Enneagram 8, that is somebody that desires to have a large amount of control over things. And I've talked about control on the show before and how much of an illusion it is. For me, that's kind of my, the crux that I continue working on and working through. But I look back on, you know, when did I start losing trust for people? And all of these stories start to come up, you know, things that I experienced as a child that I might have just labeled, oh, it's not safe to trust people. It's not safe to trust adults. I have to do everything myself. When now I can go back as an adult and look at that, again, this is inner child healing. I can go back and look at that and be like, oh, okay, I did actually have a pretty limited view of what was going on. Yes, my experience is still valid, but we can start to rewrite that narrative from this different perspective because I didn't have all aspects of the story. I didn't fully comprehend what was going on at the time. The true cheat code and shortcut to getting what it is that you want is having support. Whether this comes from a mentor, whether this comes from family, friends, asking for what you need. I mean, that's that goes back to the first point that we talked about, number 10, having goals. What is it that you want? That's the first step in all of this because if you can't get clear on what it is that you want, how can you ever ask for support in achieving that thing? I'm sure you've heard the saying, if you want to go fast, go alone, but if you want to go far, go together. I mean, I talked about this in the podcast episode where I talked about moving into legacy energy. If you want to have a hot, fast, quick business where you stick around for two years, by all means, do it yourself. Be a total solopreneur and don't hire any help. You can get really far doing it on your own. I scaled two multiple six figures just running my business by myself. And then I realized, oh, okay, if I actually don't allow somebody to support me, if I don't take some of these things off my plate, the pace at which I'm going, it will plateau. It will bottom out and I will start to become so tired that I can't be productive anymore. I'm going to start to feel so exhausted that I actually feel burnt out and I can't move the needle forward. So for me, it's looking at, you know, what types of people are going to be able to support me in the position that I'm at in my business, in the specific stage that I'm at, looking at people to come in and help me plan launches, looking at people to help support building out funnels, having a website designer design my entire website, hiring copywriters to write copy for me so that people are actually attracted to the work that I'm doing. It's this belief that, you know what, maybe somebody can't do it as well as you can. Maybe they can actually do it better. What if? What if that were the case? What if you gave somebody a chance? And what if you put yourself out there? What if? You know, the alternative to this is, again, that burnout, the exhaustion. You can totally try to do it all on your own, but you don't have to. That is a story that you are telling yourself. Think about these high-level athletes. If they tried to be every single one of these roles for themselves, if they tried to act in every single one of these roles, if they tried to be their own nutritionist, their own massage therapist, I mean, there's some parts of massage that you're just not going to be able to do to yourself, period. They tried to also be their own physical therapist, like they would have to go to school for years and years and years in order to gain that degree. If they were also trying to handle the business side of their career by being an agent, they're trying to be their own therapist, like absolutely, that's just not sustainable. That's not going to work out. Their time is much better spent staying in their zone of genius, doing what it is they know how to do and moving the needle forward on that than trying to spread their energy so thin that they burn themselves out, that they lose passion, they lose sight of why they even did the sport in the first place. 
So super, super important. So let's go ahead and recap numbers five through one. So number five is they prioritize athletes set boundaries and they put themselves first. As a business owner, you've got to start putting yourself first. Your business is a reflection and an extension of you. So the more that you put others' needs first, the more that you are putting yourself back behind, you're sitting against the wall, you're shrinking up, you're putting others' needs first, the more that your business is going to suffer. Number four is athletes rest. Where are you able to build out rest daily, weekly, and monthly? Remember those training phases. Sometimes we need lighter weeks. Sometimes we can go a little bit harder, but it's making sure that you do have that balance that allows you to continue to grow your business in a sustainable way. Number three is they work on their mindset. So whether this is therapy, whether this is brain rewiring or both, I think that those can actually go together really well. It's developing a relationship with failure, working on visualization and manifestation, inner child healing, shadow work, letting things go, working on your resiliency, building up your capacity, all of these things that are really going to be so helpful when triggering events come up, when obstacles start to drop into your way, you're going to have the mental capacity to work through these things at a faster pace. They're not going to take as much out of you. Number two is they come back to the basics. They reconnect with why they do what they do. They reconnect with their why, with their mission. Because when you reconnect with that, your path becomes a lot more true. It becomes a lot more straight. You're able to see the destination and the process to which you take to get there becomes a hell of a lot more enjoyable. And number one, maybe the most important one. I mean, these are all so incredibly important, but they hire support and they have teams. They allow themselves to be supported so that they can stay in their zone of genius and truly shine. That is what they were put here on this world to do. And they're going to do it for as long as they can because of that support. Again, if you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, go together. Allow people to support you. So that's what I have. We're wrapping up this series on how to run your business like an athlete and why you need to. So let me know if this was helpful for you. I would love for you to tag me on Instagram. I'm at expand with Chelsea. Let me know your thoughts on this two-part series. I've got some really exciting things coming up on the podcast. I definitely want to do more series. So kind of sticking with a theme and really building that out and going deep. If you are somebody that has not yet started your business or you are wanting to start a business, ooh, it's going to get so juicy. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Next week, we're kicking off a series. I, I don't want to spill it yet, but it's going to be really, really good. If you haven't started your business, I'm going to walk you through how to get started and what you need to know in order to have a fully functioning business where you can actually start to take on clients and charge money. Oh, I'm so pumped. I'm so pumped. Stay tuned. And if you haven't yet left a rating and a review of the show, I would really appreciate if you would take just a couple of minutes to go do so. You can leave your review on iTunes. I have almost a hundred five-star ratings and reviews. So please go ahead and leave your review there. Thank you so, so much for joining and I will talk to you next episode. 